1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram, at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Please subscribe. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello, Wolves fans. He's very angry because I was late because I was making pancakes and he's absolutely livid, aren't you, Dan? I just like you're not 11 years old anymore <laughs> with mummy and daddy, daddy flipping pancakes. Like, grow up. You had the prime, prime chance to call me a massive tosser then and you completely missed it. Oh, it's a given. Never mind. It's a given. <laughs> uh, Jack is here. Jack Williams. Hello, everybody. Uh, how was Valentine's Day for everybody? Everyone had a nice time? Mm. Spent it on my own. It's uneventful, really. Um, Bayless, Bayless, you didn't get a card or anything, did you? I don't uh, do any of these nonsensical holidays. Like, Christmas, do that? Only because it's the social convention. Yeah, and not, not the romantic convention of Valentine's Day. <laughs> No. <laughs> You've been together ages now, it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, right, okay, look, let's start with this. is weird, isn't it? It's one of those times where uh, we have a really, really bad game of football and follow it up with a win. Um, but Harry, it was the FA Cup. I'll be honest, I turned it off at about 75 minutes because I was so angry. Um, but I'll just run through the team. Ruddy Dundonka, Sace, Kilman, Hoover Neves, Matinho, Johnny. This, this front three of... Gibbs White, Fabio Silva, Vitinha. The first thing I sent to the group as soon as I saw the front three is we're not scoring today. And we didn't score and we never shot. Yeah, look. We had one. I mean, 
we I know you said it's weird that we lost and then won, but for me, even though we won Sunday, it's I'm still not over Thursday. So let's talk about it. The team was a disgrace. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I'm still shocked right now. It was our biggest game of the season left, a win. We get through to the quarterfinals against bloody Bournemouth if the draw would have been the same. And it was a shocking performance. We got absolutely battered. Like, it was ridiculous. They had about a million more shots than us and they only looked like the team that was going to win. And like you say, Fabio Silva, Vitinha and Gibbs White up top. Who Gibbs White just kept diving everywhere as well, which didn't help. But I'm shocked. Like, we discussed, didn't we, on uh, WhatsApp the day after about... Is it because of money? Is it because you only get three million for winning the FA Cup and our owners are probably not bothered about it? Where us fans love it, love the FA Cup, the romance is still there, but it feels like the owners would rather finish 10th and get a bit more money that way than actually go and get some silverware and win the FA Cup. Bayliss, I think you were absolutely seething. And I think it was compounded today, actually, wasn't it, when they said that the uh, the FA Cup may be the testing of uh, fans back in stadiums and <laughs> that further com- compounded it. Potentially, yeah. I just don't get it. I just don't get not going out there to try and win everything and you're in, especially in the position we're in. It's not like we've got Europe to worry about or, you know, we're not going to go down now. We're safe enough in that. And it's it was a shit show, to be honest, wasn't it? Like, we were well off the pace. Well off the pace. Never looked like getting into it, really. I think our first shot was the 75th, 76th minute. Yeah, Trey just point. The thing, the other thing is, is, and we're going to come on to the other Southampton game, is that all of the, all of the rose-tinted spe- spectacle crew have been all over Twitter the last two days, going, "Oh, we're fucking marvellous! Look at that! Oh, we're brilliant! Oh, Nuno saved! We're the best team on earth!" And you think, hang about. Out of all the football's been played in the last week, a quarter of it we've been good at. The rest we've been an absolute shower of shit. Because the first half against Southampton in the league was awful as well. So. I'm not saying it's all sunlit up and yeah. Very happy with the performance. Very happy with the performance second half. Fantastic. But we're talking about the cup game and the cup game was a shambles. Jack, it's still in disbelief a little bit? Um, I'm over it now. It is a good job that somehow we managed to turn that game around uh, on Sunday and got a result because if ever we'd rested players and then the game had been like the first half against Southampton in the league and we just carried on and gone out with a with a whimper then god Wolves fans would really really not like that so it's kind of it's helped a little bit but it's still just really disappointing it shows a, a kind of a, a bit of a disconnect I think between the fans and the whether it be Nuno whether it be the people above Nuno the people running the club because we really, really want to win something. When we've had the best team of our lifetime, it's great. But we want to win something, otherwise it's going to go down in history of, oh, do you remember that time we finished seventh twice? Rather than the year we won the Cup. Even if it's the League Cup, we've said this before. We've said this a hundred times. And also, our best chance of getting into Europe next season, in my view, was to win that Cup. Because the way we're playing, we're not going to play ourselves into seventh. And if we do, we might not get Europe for seventh, as we know from last time. But we could fluke a couple of wins and well three more wins and win a cup win the FA Cup but especially as I was gutted when I was watching the draw afterwards after that absolute shambolic team selection a performance against a t- team that's letting 12 goals in two games where you barely even have a chance it's just shocking and then from that they get Bournemouth when we're playing a championship team mm. you know and yeah, basically totally. we're, we're a win away from being at Wembley yeah. and being able to avenge the ghost of Watford it annoyed me as well because Nuno come out and used the fatigue excuse as well 
saying that he had absolutely. I know, like he said, like it's about them getting to like the red zones and all that. He needs to he needs to switch it up and give the kids a chance. It literally did feel like the biggest game we we had left this season. So how the club can't see that and see what the fans want baffles me. But like I said a minute ago when I spoke, just I think it's down to money. Honestly, I think it's down to prize money in the Premier League. Just just coming back in there, the thing that really annoyed me as well is everybody watching that game could see it wasn't working and we got to half time and everyone could see it wasn't working and they had a very good chance at the start of the second half which they squandered and we don't change anything until we're one goal until we let in a goal Mm. everyone could see that that wasn't going to happen we weren't going to score we're under pressure it's a matter of time here Southampton have named a stronger team than us they're taking it more seriously and we're just so slow to react it's like oh well what we do and this is not just in that actually the cup game this is the whole season we wait until we're one goal down before we actually change anything it's such a, a like a delayed reaction and it's costing us and really we could have changed three players at half time changed the front three at half time against Southampton it would give us given us a chance in the second half but we didn't do it we just stick with it and think oh yeah Gibbs White Fabio Silva even though they've done nothing in the first half they'll tear it up second half they'll come on smash it yeah easy it's just just very reactive and yeah it's 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 boring and it's again it's luckily for Nuno and for everybody it he turned it around and we managed to get the the three points on Sunday because if not it would have been a really really one of the poorest weeks under Nuno I'd say in term, in, since he's taken over Harry, I kept laughing because the commentary was saying, oh, look, here comes the cavalry. And I'm looking at the cavalry <laughs> and I'm going, there's about two goals there with eight Nori and Traore. You know, Neto aside, because I think he's the only player that is standing out at the moment. I think he's been world-class in, this, well, the second half against Southampton of the uh, the league mm. game. But you're looking at it and like Jack says, when, you, when you're trying to come from a goal down and you're bringing on no goals, how's that bringing on the cavalry? Yeah, exactly. But like you say, Neto's the only one. Traore, come on, is didn't do anything did he just kept running into people but it, it it's gone now but I'm still honestly I, I still am really disappointed about it even though we did win in the league um, I, like I said in the previews last week on the podcast give Southampton the league win I want the cup one and it happened the other way around and I'm still not happy about it but we've got to get over it and we've got to hope that we've got 14 15 games left and we've got to hope we go on a good run in the league now to try and make up for it in all fairness in all fairness a lot of people online have said They'd rather have the league win and not the cup. So it is it is split. It's just that we happen to be four people that all wanted the yeah. cup. Yeah. Uh, is that the end of John Ruddy Bayless? <laughs> we forgot about that. No. He had a howler, didn't he, that second one? It wasn't great, but it's just... I just I've literally repressed the game. Yeah. It was that bad. Like, what, I can't think about it. It was that horrendous. Like every every few weeks we sit on here and talk about how bad the performance was and it just gets progressively worse <laughs> and then we have a good one and it's all like yeah we're great again Europe's on to be fair John Ruddy did alright apart from giving them the ball the bit yeah. away, giving them the ball away for the goal it's kind of just one of those things isn't it it's like he had a good game apart from that mistake which lost us definitely lost yeah, us we didn't help ourselves yeah. like you can't yeah. just stick it all on him we were crap already yeah definitely we've never no. been we, we, I mean aside from the, maybe the championship winning season we've, we've never been a free scoring side have we Harry and you can't really have goalkeepers that have got a mistake in them every single game playing yeah. for because it, it's going to cost you games it, like Jack just mentioned though before that he made that really good save against Redmond in the at 1-0 and I thought oh could Ruddy be the hero again like he was against Chorley to be fair also sorry Harry, but also for their goal he was really unlucky because he saved it, mm. but he just the bounce went off Danny Ings and then sort of went yeah, in, didn't it? Yeah. He, he made a really good save thing. then, and it was unlucky that just the way the ball bounced meant that he had to tap in. 
But yeah, you can't really excuse the bit at the end. Just put it anywhere. <laughs> Just, you know, well. Bayless, Connor Cody, uh, you know, he was a mainstay. He's starting to get substituted and, and even drop for games now. Is this the sort of slow but sure change of the guard uh, sweeper? Or Only if you have one to come in. Volley's injured as well, obviously. But I. Are there any good hockey players? <laughs> probably <laughs> is. Probably is someone that could do a job. I think he's great at sweeper. I enjoy us playing with a sweeper. I. It might just be that he's knackered. He's played a hell of a lot of football. Just for a little bit of context there, um, Bayliss <laughs> said that. He, do, do you want to explain? Because I don't want to get the wording wrong. But well, Harry's already I'll, thrown me under the bus I'll, for getting the wording wrong once. I want you to. I want right. you to there explain to be, what you there said. There seems to be claims on social media that I said I'm as good as Fabio Silva. I didn't no, say on that. No, WhatsApp. Don't have WhatsApp group. <laughs> I am shite at football. But some of the things he does when he comes on for these 10, 12 minutes, mm. I could do exactly the same, as could most of you. If you are fit and you can run about and make a nuisance to yourself, you could do exactly the same as he does. Get in position. If you know, if you know good sport, you know how to play, get in a position. Make a nuisance to yourself, run about. I could do that. You I, think play the, hockey I think the way it translated was, you're as good as Fabio Silva because you play amateur Yeah, ball. you did say no, that. I was <laughs> did say that. No, what I was trying to say is that good good high level sport no matter the sport if it's a ball and physical sport team sport I think if you're up to that quality you could probably go and not look absolutely daft you could be fit enough to go and keep up with play and have the physical strength and fitness to do it Bayless if you went on the pitch at front for Wolves you would look absolutely daft I'm just putting it out there Silver looks fucking daft most of the time, mate. <laughs> We're saying that when he scored against Albion. Got... Having hair like a spring of Spaniel isn't <laughs> I want him to get his chance. I want him to have as long as possible, but some of the time he does look well out of place. Second part of my question, and I think you wound up Seb so much on the group. That yeah, you that, I mean, I, I think was he was crying. What, what did you say about taking the penalty? Oh, yeah, you said you get Matt Murray a goal. <laughs> you get any goalkeeper you want. Give me a couple. Give me, give me a few penalties. I'll bag most of them easy you said one penalty you, you bang it bang Fine. You, you, you said you'd score you'd, and not just not Matt Murray you said that you would score a penalty one Anyone chance you want. against against a current Premier League goalkeeper because Fabio Silva's done it I, I think you've got a good chance of doing it can, I, can we make this happen I wonder <laughs> one shot one shot 12 yards you've just got to give it a go and you've got, to have wanna... com- you've got to have confidence to do it if you're going to score a goal in anything you've got bags of confidence if you see that but like a, uh, I think if we can make it happen if we can get find a goalkeeper 50-50 chance I fancy like I said on WhatsApp even if you did bag a penalty against a Premier League goalkeeper it doesn't make you as good as Fabio Silva I didn't say I was <laughs> I'm just saying I could you could say you could run around as much as Fabio Silva what if we set up a bleak test <laughs> yeah, for, ten, Fabio for 10 Silva. minutes for 10 minutes coming on a sub at the 80th minute we got to make it happen. Yeah, I might. I, I think we got to make I'd it. I'd probably knackered. Bizarre statement. Because Samedo weren't playing in the cup game, you 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 had turned your attention to Fabio Silva <laughs> to annihilate. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get on to Samedo. I've never seen someone have such a bad half and such a good half. Should we move on that to the league? <laughs> Let's move turn. on to the, yeah. Let, move on to the league game. We uh, seem to do this quite a lot, don't we? We get so enraged. I mean, it's been a very very long time since I've turned a game off but I was just again like, beside myself on Sunday Harry um, the changes were made and I think you've got to say it's probably the strongest team he could have put out yeah. Patricio Dendonka Cody Sace Semedo Neves Matinho Johnny Traore uh, William and Neto so much better yeah it's the strongest team possible we, no? we knew it in, what was that Bonus? 
It wasn't so much better. First off, we were an absolute. Oh fan. no, he's talking about the team. He's talking about the starting the lineup. Starting eleven. Yeah. Okay. So after Thursday, like you just said there, Sam. Like honestly, I felt like never watching Wolves again. <laughs> but anyway, coming yeah, into yeah, this yeah. game, I, I weren't looking forward to it at all. Um, the starting lineup was expected, but as Bayless just mentioned there, the first half was absolutely horrendous again, and I was starting to really worry about what was going to happen after the game if it carried on like that. The goal that Ings scored, the defending down the left when Armstrong just flew past Traore and Samedo, they literally didn't even try. And then Dendonka didn't get near him, put his arms behind his back. And then Danny Ings, their most lethal player, who's clinical as anything, is just stood in the middle on his own. No one near him. Neves and Matinho didn't even try and track back. Cody was nowhere to be seen. And it was a good goal, but I don't know what Nuno said to him at half-time. I'd love to have been like a fly on the wall or something because... It was mad how we come out second half. Switch wings, didn't they? Traore and Neto. Samedo mm-hmm. and Johnny were starting to fly forward. And it was just so much better. And then, obviously, the penalty. But Neto's goal, I just love the bloke. He's such a great player, and I hope we can keep him. Um, we'll come back to Neto, but I want to split Dan and Jack up for this question. And I'll start with Bayliss. Uh, who was at fault for the Southampton goal? There are a few main suspects. But I think in terms of decision-making, Semedo has one of two decisions to make, in my opinion. Go in, make the tackle. If you make a foul or or kick the ball 10 yards into the stands, doesn't matter, as long as the bloke doesn't get through because then you've left a clear space behind. Or so you're trying dro- to get a short corner? Or you drop off, or you drop off and then stop the cross later down if he beats the man. He did neither. He stepped up and then fannied a leg out. <laughs> I've never seen anything wetter than a lettuce. It was ridiculous. <laughs> you watch it back. I've never seen such a wet, limp-footed tackle in my life. And the bloke, Dendonka should have done better, definitely. Cody got held off and we didn't track our men in the box. The finish is exceptional. Brilliant finish. But I think the point at where that play could have broken down and stopped and the danger been taken away is the same suspect again. With a tackle that is, I mean, worse than Sunday leagues. At least they get stuck in there. I've, n- I've just never seen anything like it. I've never seen anyone dangle a leg in Premier League football. Just dangled um, it. Just stuck it out there. No, bloke just went, yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks, past you. Jack, same question for you. Well, <clears throat> as soon as... The, the reason for your question here is because Dan and I then had a massive argument in the WhatsApp group <laughs> about who was at fault for the goal. Everyone takes in, in, in like different turns, don't they, of arguments? As, as soon as it happened. I thought Samedo had a decent game, actually. Probably our best player uh, up until even up until that point. And Dan just really starts going in for him. And But half the team are at fault for that goal. I don't know what they're all doing. And Traore as well. If you look back, at the, you, like you say, the players tracking back. Cody, although he got blocked, should have bit done more there was so many it was just so poor from start to finish and I'm not saying Samedo wasn't at fault but the way Dan now he's actually watched it back but the way he was going on was it was just Samedo's fault <laughs> and that's it and it clearly wasn't it was just shocking but I do think maybe do you think switching it at half time means that because Samedo and Traore aren't playing together there's more of an understanding there maybe they shouldn't be on the same mm. side and so it just looks a lot looks a lot better doesn't it when Johnny and Traore together and then maybe Neto and Samaya is it because it's same language same language Uh, that's a good point or maybe it's just because Troy is not very good at defending (coughs) Johnny's better (laughs) first half Neto was really struggling against Walker Peters wasn't he is it Walker Peters their right back Southampton Mm. he couldn't get past him but then when he switched he was having all the fun and because they were cutting inside I think that was a huge difference because we kept we always yeah. go to the byline don't we so to actually change it up a little bit and start cutting inside I think that made such a difference it was unreal the other one thing I would say in my own defence is that I was 
praising Semedo the second half in the second Got half. The penalty, yeah. He was very, very he was very, very good. You gave him an eight out of ten, I, I think. I gave him an eight out of ten second that half, very, but a two out of ten good. first half. I think he was very good second half. But we're seeing it with him, Traore, and I'm noticing it more and more. When Wolves are in the ascendancy, great, best players to have on the pitch. They want it, they want to fight for it, they want to get forward, they want to create your chances. When we're up against the shit and you know, it's going the wrong way, both of them just seem to disappear. Traore especially. If if Traore doesn't fancy it and Wolves aren't bombing forward, he isn't particularly interested, is he? And I think Samedo's a similar type of player. Uh, Harry, was it a penalty in your view? Which one? Because there was well, one in the uh, end. One that was, the one that was given as a penalty. Yeah. Actually the Dendonka So one. as, I think it was, because his, his left arm was like way in the air, wasn't it? But it's, it's so weird, because I don't know what the handball rule is anymore. I'm so confused with it. Because you think of the Kilman one we had go against us at Leicester away. It was kind of... Was it, do you reckon it was similar to that? or I don't know. He, he definitely blocked the shot going towards goal. A natural goal. position away from the body, isn't it? Yeah, and then obviously the Dendonka one from their point of view. You can see why they called for that as well, but that was looked like more of a bit of an accident, didn't it? It went onto his shoulder. But yeah, I think it was, but I would have been a bit like oh, annoyed if it was against us, if you get what I mean, if that had been against us, the one mm. that they got. Oh, yeah, so yeah. I don't know, man. With the letter of the law, it probably is, I think, because they change it, everybody so often but yeah I think it was my instinct was yeah that's a penalty when I first saw it Bayless you thought no penalty I don't think any of them I don't think the <coughs> Kilman against Leicester was a penalty and I don't think either of those were penalties mm-hmm. like it's th- what's your reaction time to get out of the way of a ball coming from three yards can't be can't be even more than half a second it's got to be way less than that bring back the ball to hand rule you reckon you just got no chance it's a difficult one and I think I, I think I would rather if a uh, if you're talking about wider football and for the future of the game, I think I'd go on the side of, yeah, I'd rather that none of them be penalties. But because of what happened like with Kilman at Leicester, as soon yeah. as that was happened, as soon as I saw that replay, I'm like, yeah, that's a penalty for consistency. You've got to give that as a penalty. It's, you can't it's a penalty because that. of the rules, not a penalty it's, because it should be a yeah. penalty. Uh, yeah, exactly. It makes you wonder we didn't get the Albion one as well. Like when you think back to the Albion yeah. one. <laughs> Where the bloke caught yeah. it. It's, it's one all. Wolves are one all on yeah. decisions. Yeah. And the Dendonka one, yeah, I can see why they're shouting for that, really. But then again, they're only shouting for it because they know that there's been ridiculous handballs this season. When I yeah. watched that back, it, it looked like it only hit just his the black part of the sleeve. Mm. It didn't look like it hit his like his forearm or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it the looked whole, like he was going whole, down. And it just sort of caught him up here. The whole difference there is because the ref gave one, and the ref didn't give the other one, so VR didn't overturn either mm. of them. That's the thing. They just, they went with the on field on field decision. Because uh, there wasn't enough to be clear and conclusive either way, I don't think, when you're looking at back to actually change either of them, which I think is is fair enough. But yeah, I, I can understand why Southampton fans are are pissed off at that. But, you know, at the same time, it doesn't excuse them for going to sleep second half, which they did. The, the thing I'm more annoyed about is the coverage on the TV. Amazon. It's Prime, wasn't that, it? Is the fact that we had 15 minutes after the match talking about two poxy amble shouts. And, and it then, should be getting rid of that, shouldn't it? And then three or four minutes talking about an absolutely unbelievable goal by a seriously yeah, we good young it, talent. <laughs> yeah, incredible, uh, an incredible goal, Harry. Um, but Neto, uh, I know a lot of comparisons have been made with Ronaldo in his first mm. season, and then he's got a, he's a goal ahead and the same on assists, and making all these comparisons. Is it warranted? 
Um, he's definitely a talent, isn't he? I, I'm still shocked at how good he's actually become. He's he's our best player now, and it's mad. And mm. I saw the narrative floating around: is he better than Jota, which was coming out? And I think maybe right now he might not be, but he definitely will be. I think, and that's what really worries me because are we going to keep hold of him if we just finish like mid table? Because he, he when he first signed, like everyone laughed when he said, I, I, "My aim is to go right to the top and be the best in the world," didn't he? And everyone was like, "But yeah, calm down, mate. You've just turned up with Jordan, on your neck." <laughs> but no, but he's starting to prove it, and he's just a great player. Even through all this bad spell we've had, where we've looked terrible, he's been the only one most of the time that's been driving forward, taking on about hundred players. The only one that looks like scoring. He's now our top goal scorer, isn't he? I know it's yeah, not hard, yes, he is, yeah. but uh, without <laughs> without Raul being there, but yeah, what a goal! An absolutely brilliant goal. He's just overtaken um, Raul, who Raul was on four goals, um, mm. and obviously he he stopped in October. So, our scoring pro, uh, prowess. Uh, was there a man of the match for you, Bayless? I just think it has to be Neto for how he changed the game. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Jack? Will, oh. oh, sorry, go on. Uh, yeah, I think you've got to agree. I think Vestergaard's still looking for him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Neto, man. Clean sweep of. Pedro Nessos, excellent. Uh, we will turn our attentions to Friday night football, and it is Leeds away or at home? Away, home, home. home. We beat, we beat them away. Let's get your away perspective for the Lad to Leeds Breakfast podcast. The away perspective. What have our opponents got to say? Joined with uh, Dad and Lad, gents. How's it going? All right, Sam. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you're looking forward are you to nervous? this. Oh, I'm not nervous. It's only the best promoted team ever versus Leeds on Friday, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's really interesting though because there are so so many similarities I feel between Wolves and Leeds in club size, but also how we go about our business on the pitch nowadays. I mean, we were looking, we haven't had a, a win against you since 2016, which I'm right in saying is when things started turning around for you boys, right? I remember that that evening, a very good evening. I think Leeds was talking about how you'd won the league even though you lost 4-1, but it was, it was <laughs> it, you'd scored, so it was, it was a real positive that you could take from that one. Yeah, I mean, but you guys, you're like a different club, aren't you, since 2016 <laughs> now? I mean, it's all sexy football and, and quite good from behind the scenes as well, right? God, I wish. You know, this it can all turn around really quickly from sort of European comp, cup competition to thinking, yeah. are we in a relegation battle this week? That's what it seems to be at the moment. <laughs> yeah, so. I love it, uh, really? Is it, that, is it that nervous for you? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's been crazy. I don't, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I think the, as soon as the expectations go up, it's difficult to bring them back down again. So, yeah. Uh, so, and, 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 it's mad because we're the other way Round because obviously everyone could probably beat us ten nil, uh, depending on how we well, could beat someone ten nil. But, 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 but we know we can beat the people the next week ten nil. So we, we're kind of thinking we could end up mid table probably. Well, yeah. you could win. You could lose ten nil, and Adrian Durham would still be talking about how great Bielsa is. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. He, I mean, that's what a problem. turnaround! What a, Adrian Durham liking Leeds is unreal. I mean, I still shake my head when I see it. Go, is that real? What's just gone out? Has that really gone out on talk sports? So yeah, no, Bielsa's turned around loads of people, mate. Loads of people. Now, lad, I don't know how old you are, but I mean, I, I'm guessing that you don't remember Leeds in the Premier League the last time you were there. How disappointing has it been that you haven't been at Ellen Road for this time round? I mean, it, you know, obviously there because you know last season, you know, the atmosphere like when we could go was it was it was immense, it was amazing, and you know it was gutting 
you know, because we had tickets to go see the Fulham game and we won that 3-0 and you just think, imagine if we were there. But now in the Premier League, you know, you, you do wish you were at some games. Like the game where we drew 1-1 to Man City, yeah, it was a 1-1 draw, but, you know, it just would have been amazing. I just, you know, it's just the atmosphere for me, to be honest with you. To see the football would be amazing and the likes of Rafinha and Rodrigo, but, you know, I think, you know, the atmosphere, it's just, it's just pretty guttering, to be honest. And Dad, when we look at the Friday night fixture, Friday night football, I think if it was anything but the three o'clock, a Friday night's probably the one that I'd pick. Are you looking forward yeah. to this one? Uh, do you know what I am? Um, although we said on this morning's edition of our podcast that we are, it's weird. It's almost like I'm looking, I'm more anxious about the games that are coming after this Wolves one because I'm, I'm looking forward to the Wolves one because like I said earlier, I'm just looking forward to two teams that can play great football just go head to head. Yeah, that's a great thing. Whereas we've got Southampton and then Villa after you boys, and that's the one I'm a bit more anxious about because we definitely need to win. Definitely need to win those two. I think. In terms of a score prediction, lads. I mean, to be fair, we'll give you a goal. We do that every game, pretty much. So, uh, thank you. Is it going to be more than one? What do you reckon, score wise? Um, I mean. Last time it was one nil, and I thought we were both quite even. To be honest, but then it was just that you know that little yeah. mistake from deflection, yeah, deflection. So I mean, <laughs> it could be a draw, but I think maybe. And in fact, no, two two, two two. Because yeah, I think two, both two. teams can score, and I think it will be even once again. Uh, Dad, you going for a draw? Um, I know I'm going for a close uh, 10-9 win for Leeds. <laughs> it, take, it takes us about nine months to score nine goals, so uh, it could be there a while. <laughs> all, right, all right, has it got quite tough for you? Yeah, it's, I don't know, because well, obviously losing Jimenez in October. Yeah, great player. And, and I think he's not far off our top scorer now, so that, that says it all really, right. doesn't it? Yeah, that um, lad that you spent about a billion pounds on from, was it Portugal? It, not really, it, is, uh, it was only 900 million. It was only 900 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, lads, of course, best of bad luck for Friday and uh, yeah, hopefully, ca- too, hopefully catch up with you next season as I doubt either of us will get relegated. But that's yeah, uh, well, famous last word. So, I, 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 I'm a big Wills fan. I like how you have your away fans. You give a whole stand to your away fans, don't you? We give a whole, Isn't it like a bottom tier? Right? The whole of the Is bottom it? tier and nowhere to drink in the city. I mean that is it's a fantastic it looks it's great on FIFA it's genius when you score on FIFA against Wolves you can run to either end it's brilliant you can <laughs> celebrate with your fans look forward to it happening in real life mate <laughs> the away perspective what have our opponents got to say uh, they're always good value up north aren't they uh, Harry uh, quite a good away perspective on the phone as well we went old school didn't we, we went old media on that Mm. Yeah, that was quite a good away perspective. They were very energetic and happy, which you'd expect from a Leeds team that are the best promoted team ever and played the best football ever. And yeah, uh, yeah so fair play to them. But in saying that, they're only two points ahead of us, aren't they? So they're having the best season of their lives. We're having the worst ever. And not much separates the teams in terms of points. But I'm a bit worried about this game because if they are on it and we're a bit not on it, I guess, they could absolutely batter us. But we did a job on them at Ellen Road, 1-0. And... Uh, I think we're one of a very few teams who have actually stopped them scoring this season. So they're leaky at the back. Obviously conceding four against Arsenal the other night. But Lucky I kind of fancy our chances. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. So I don't know. Well, if we play like we did against second half against Southampton, we might be able to expose their weak defence. But we'll see. It's going to be a tough game. And I hope we do win because the top six back on, baby, if we do. It's <laughs> baby, not, it's not. talking about leaky backs, Bayliss, are you excited <laughs> for this one? 
<laughs> what did I got to do with leaky backs? Um, not overly. I don't think it's going to be a particularly interesting game. Wolves will shut up shop in the first half and go for it in the second, won't we? You'd take that, I just, though, wouldn't you, all day? Oh, all day. <laughs> all day long. What I'd love is to sit on Friday night after four cans of Alston pills, a bit off-cut, <laughs> and have to listen to the pundits going, oh, Leeds were wonderful. Absolutely. Oh, what great flowing football. But they lost one nil to Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's I'd love that. I just love it. Uh, Jack, is it a big test? Is this uh, is this Costa's time to shine? <laughs> he did score the other day, didn't he? Although obviously they did lose um, and letting goals in the process. I, th- I th- one with the guys. I think it's going to go exactly, or the plan will be to do exactly the same thing we did at Ellen Road, and that is defend Win. deep, frustrate. No, just frustrate them for probably like about 60 minutes or so and then when they've run themselves ragged and don't understand why they haven't scored then go for them and sounds like Dan's Valentine's Day that does (laughs) (laughs) but um, classic Wolves will be 2-0 down after 15 minutes that's the issue though that's the danger though the danger is if we let a goal in after 5 minutes then shit we've got to come out and play that's what they want they want us to have to come and chase a lead it's funny you say that Jack so we have like broke some kind of record, haven't we, of going behind in games this season? I think we're like, I think we're two away. If we go one nil down in the next two games, we equal the record from like the nineties. I think it was Man City. So I don't know how how we're still like mid table with a record like that. I don't know how we managed just to pull ourselves out of it all the time. Yeah, it's got to be five at the back, in it. It's got to be five at the back. Yeah, if we're going to yeah. do this, we must be top of the league when it comes to points from losing positions oh gotta be yeah uh, gotta be you know prove anything with stats can't you <laughs> uh, Bayless score prediction I'll go with an optimistic 1-0 I think we we might just do it as long as there's no absolute cock up as long as Samedo has his second half performance rather than his first I think we can keep him out so 1-0 uh, clean sheet from Bayless uh, Jack I really hope because we've got a nice little run of three games coming up now and we've had you know, seven from the last nine. So suddenly, if we can start piecing together, like I said last week, I wanted to show a bit of form. So just just don't lose, and hopefully we can grind out a, a, a one nil and frustrate them again. One nil will be great. Another one nil, Harry. I think we're going to play the team that we did in the second half against Southampton. Switch the wingers around, Traore on the opposite side with and Neto, obviously. And I think we're going to win four nil. Four nil. Wow, that is massive. <laughs> it takes us four weeks to score four goals, Harry. You know how it works. Oh, William Jose hat trick. <laughs> uh, I'll go two one Wolves, obviously. Let's get your latest betting odds and ticket news. Hi, I'm Kelly Chris Kamara. You're listening to the Seventy Seven Club, and it's unbelievable, Jeff. Hello, betting fans. It was interesting because this week I actually asked the lads for what they wanted to go in the score predictions. Harry told me one, then changed his mind in the podcast. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> so close, you haven't got a betting on. So I'll scrap that one. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> a couple of interesting ones. Uh, Sage just to score ahead of 14 to 1. I thought that was quite a decent price. Mm. Uh, Banford, yeah. Yeah. Banford to score first. Wolves to win 2 1, 55 to 1. Mm, that's not a bad value. Then they start to get a little bit daft. Uh, a 1 0 Wolves, Pedro Neto, 40 to 1. Which actually, that's that's what I'm going to put my money on myself. And then Jack asked me to get one nil lead held a Costa. It's forty five to one, Jack. Is that it? Yeah. Really? Is that all? Or we can go for Nelson Samedo to score first, a two all draw, well, seven hundred to one. I've always been in the four hundred. So I mean, has there anything changed? That's the question. I don't. I'm going to go. I'll go three hundred to one. It's four hundred and seventy five to one. Ooh, in the middle. This game could easily be a 2 2. 
Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think it could be a 2-2. Yeah, yeah. Smader ain't scoring, though. How confident <laughs> the are right you, Jack? End. Jack, are you paid out on your bet yet? No. You know, it takes one game. All we need, <laughs> all, all, all we need is... Love. We couldn't do it against nine men, so maybe we just need three red cards in the same game against uh, Brighton or someone like that. Not Brighton, because they'll probably still beat us anyway. Um, <laughs> Sheffield United, and it's in, it's back on. Oh, any ticket news from anybody? Anyone uh, booked something? I've got to say, I've got tickets for Only Fools and Horses, a musical in May. So. Oh, Will that be on? Where, where's that? Haymarket. Uh, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Somewhere, yeah. I think the only yeah. ticket news is what really annoyed us was the FA Cup news, wasn't it? What we mentioned earlier. Yeah, <laughs> was it? I I kind of missed that one, Bayliss. Was it uh, the Wembley games could be potentially? Yeah, it was just an article. It, the Times just put it in their sort of sporty bit online. Well, you only saying, read the finance section, don't you? I like the sport. Sport. Time. Imagine how good that would have been though if we did get to the semis oh. and they were like, "Come back in." We'd have had a right. Well, we'd have been disappointed. We'd have lost again, but just being in there would have been nice. <laughs> Mad. Right, uh, okay, let's move on to transfers. Hi, I'm Steve Ball, and you're listening to the 77 Club. I know it's the the January window has been ungone, and we did really well in that one. Um, but I suppose a lot of people are talking about the summer and the, the rebuilding process that is probably going to be happening then. I suppose by then, coronavirus will be looking a little bit different, so teams may well be spending a little bit more money but if you don't want to spend money it looks like there's a little bit of value out there um we'll do, i'll just go down a few um that i picked that look pretty decent they're available on a free um first one is a center back uh, david alaba from Bayern munich harry do you know much about, about him a good player no idea no. He on how old is he 300 grand a week 250 grand a week he's 28 years old well, take him, yeah. Too bad. We won't pay the uh, wages. Eric Garcia no, no. at City. 20 years old. Million so, a year. Spanish. It, uh, oh. mm. Well, it'd be interesting to see if we actually sign any of our loans we've got in. Is it eight Nori, Vitinha and William? Will we actually yes. sign any of those three? Uh, do you think any of those? I think, I think he might sign William, although I'm seeing nothing week by week for well, him to warrant yeah. it. <laughs> I don't think No, I mean... I think I'd sign William just because he's better than Fabio Silva right now. The mm. other ones I don't know, Banner. Like we had really high hopes for, particularly Eight Nori after his debut performance, and it's kind of dried up a bit. Vitinha, I know people keep saying, and he's he's twenty, 20 million, twenty. Like, yeah. uh, and I don't know, man. He just he seems like he's a, still a few years off being a first team regularly. He's well, at least we didn't play thirty-five million for him. And yeah, and also eight nor is no better than Vanagre for me, so I don't I, see yeah. why we'd sign him. You said that, Jack, didn't you? You said we sold Ruben Vanagre and replaced him with Ruben <laughs> Vanagre. Yeah, we, that's that's basically very very true. And I, I, to be honest, we can't really sit here and the way we've slagged off the recruitment, particularly well recently and particularly in the summer, we can't then sit here and slag off the recruitment and say actually we keep all of them. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah. on that on that one point actually. I thought when Marcel came on against Southampton, I thought he did really well. He looks just so much, so much better yeah. than than bringing on than bringing on one of the younger ones. Experience stands convinced. out now, doesn't it? And it is he just does, yeah. it's unfortunate that he just keeps picking up these injuries. Can he play on the other I side? He'd be a big player. No. <laughs> Put Johnny on the other side. Uh, here's one I think Bayliss will go for: Sergio Ramos. How old is he? Thirty-four. He's out of contract in the summer. He's out of contract in the I summer. I do like him. But that's an old. It, it, I think a bigger club, but you'd go to like someone bigger, wouldn't you? You'll go to the MLS for thirty-four. I think that's probably no. a good shout, yeah. MLS. The signings we sign are kids from Portugal. 
it, it's, if they're George Mendes agent as well, he's got to be their agent, and anything else, we never really. What about? It. And I like this one, Ryan Bertrand. I think he's a top player. Oh yeah, that in, in a bad shout. Yeah, although uh, thirty-one. You struggled yeah. a bit the other day, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Um, these are slightly older, but they're not as old as you probably think they are. Um, Wijnaldum at Liverpool, out of contract. Oh, 30 wow. years old. Again, four, 300 grand a week. It's experience, though, isn't it? It's a bit of steel in the middle we, we're we lacking. It's Martinho and Neves. Is, these are all, like, mm-hmm. until Wolves realise they've got to pay the big bucks to get into the top six or top four. Yeah. But if you get them on a free... Are you okay paying higher wages? Because obviously you haven't paid a fee. So I don't give a toss. But it's, it's about the structure in it. You can't. We can't bring in a player on three hundred grand a week because everyone will what they want three hundred grand a week. Some of those names you've mentioned there, the last one, would he actually want to come to Wolves? Wouldn't there be a club if we finished twelfth? I think Barcelona wanted to sign Wijnaldum. But, there you um, go. So we, ne- we, you know what I mean? Is it even yeah. realistic? Unless we, it, we're going to Draxler. I don't think the players uh, care. You know. I don't think they care where they go as long as they're getting the wages that keep up with everybody else they'll go to a team you know especially ones that are pushing for the top bit I know we're not this year but and they've got the glamour of moving to Wolverhampton so that that attracts them in <laughs> maybe they'll I just mean, maybe yeah, Barcelona or, yeah, maybe they'll just go and play hockey for a few years balancing out <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good sportsmen have uh, played hockey who's that? current England cricket captain the one that's just lost the uh, second test <laughs> not getting involved He's uh, average, actually, aver- aver- averaging over 100 since Brexit. That's what it is. Will Nuno be the one getting the transfers in? That's what I want to know. No, well, that's the thing. They've got to back him. They've got to back him. They've got to say to him, who do you want now? We've given you some loans. You've, you've been kept tight. This summer, he's got to say, right, I want four players and I'm going to go and have who I want and, and spend who, some who, money. Who, what positions would... would Centre-back, very good centre-midfielder. Exactly the same as for the last four years, isn't it? Yeah. Maybe another right wing back as well because I don't know if Hoover's cut out right now. Obviously, well, I don't know about Samedo either. But <laughs> so another wing back too. That is what you need to take us to the next level, isn't it? I mean, and it is even available in the Portuguese market. You look at like Diaz, Cancelo, um, yeah. what's his name, Fernandez. Mm. They're all players that we could have attracted, but obviously now yeah. they've gone on to bigger clubs with bigger wage bills. So I reckon if we paid the money, we could get some some steals I mean, in and that's the Ruben the Ruben Diaz one man like yeah. we had we had the opportunity to sign him for like the last two years running didn't we like that's annoying isn't it? I if know Wolves had got Diaz team, and Fernandez, we would have been a top 16 no doubt they are just fantastic players yeah. Fernandez was an absolute steal in the end though wasn't he was he 47 million I think completely transformed him didn't he when he came in it's ridiculous yeah because it was just his 12 months wasn't it, it um, his first game was against Wolves wasn't it and they yeah but, but then again we're going back to the same old story I imagine Man City and Man United are paying some serious wages yeah massive, and it's massive. the signing on fees as well that are going to be massive that's the that's the difference and that's where the agents come in isn't it um you know, super oh agents and super cash. Um, Harry, you sent a tweet from HRH, big fan of the show uh, from back <laughs> in the day. And uh, <laughs> Bayliss, I think you had. Uh, is he blocked you on Twitter? Maybe I think he blocked so, us. The Wall Seventy Seven Club blocked me on Bebo, so I uh, can't get him on MSN. He did a thread which I thought was quite interesting. I don't know if everybody else agrees with these, which is debunking every Nuno in argument because I think he's very much Nuno out. Yeah, uh, at the moment, like uh, I think it's a kid and he, the kids are. And... This is pre the pre Southampton win. To be fair to him, but that's true. On. And uh, he's uh, an aspiring sports journalist, apparently, uh, according to his Twitter. Um, 
so his first one was he won us the championship. Firstly, that was four seasons ago. Secondly, he did so with a squad consisting of Neves, Jota, Bolly, Costa, Cavallero, Cody and Doherty. Ian Holloway got promoted with Blackpool with the likes of Gary Taylor, Fletcher and Jason Yule. <laughs> Uh, is that a good point? Is that a good point? That, Dan, that, Dan almost uh, smiled at that then. That little I mean, quip. That is a good point though, about the players we got promoted with. We did have like a lot of the people we've got now, really, apart from a few. But I think but, you know it doesn't mean anything, does it? Yeah. You're only as good as your current form, aren't you? He's just saying that the team we had it was pretty hard not to get promoted, isn't he? You're having like Jota and Neves in the championship. But but the only reason he's saying that now is because we come up and done so well because now you're throwing around things saying oh but yeah, yeah Jota and blah 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 and all these players yeah. but if we'd have been a, like a crap no one knows who they are now <laughs> that's a good point actually so, fair, yeah. yeah they've gone on to do better things uh, when he became manager we were a mid-table championship club yeah, until Foson took over and supplied the club with much better players and investment. Nigel Adkins took Southampton from mid-table in League One to the Prem in two seasons. He still got replaced by Pochettino. F- Foson were in charge of Walls well before New The year before, yeah. 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 But F- Foson got it wrong initially quite a bit, so that's bollocks. Yeah. Right Paul next Gladden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, young fans like you don't know what it used to be like in the dark days. We were that's literally true. in League One seven years ago. <laughs> fans were smashing up advertising boards at full time. And the argument about what watching us lose to Chorley in the 80s will that nearly happen next this, month this is coming from the bloke who did a YouTube video saying that watching football at home is better than going to a game he used to be an Arsenal <laughs> so he doesn't so he doesn't know about <laughs> what it's like being a fan when we were crap he was also he was also still in huggies when we were crap so <laughs> Uh, he took us to seventh place in the league two seasons running once again all in the past now secondly on top of that incredibly strong championship side Nuno was then given Patricio Johnny Adama Jimenez and Matinho we had one of the strongest squads outside the big six so so he's contradicted himself straight away because for the one point he's drawing on the past not being relevant and then he's, he is drawing on it being relevant for why he should be sacked so it's good point it doesn't yeah. make sense but yeah, all right, so we're debunking that one yeah. uh, he got us into Europe Burnley have got into the Europa League by finishing seventh. Also, other sides do the same. Failed to qualify though. They didn't Failed qualify though, did they? That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. St- yeah. Actually, that's it. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. We yeah, actually got to the quarter final. <clears throat> not just, not just sort of scrape there and. Funnily enough, nonsense. Uh, the next one, he he got us to the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Steve McLaren and Roy Hodgson both reached the final. Also, the sides <laughs> we beat along the way were Crusaders, Punic. Torino, Besiktas, Slovan, Bratislava, Espanyol, bottom of La Liga at the time, and Olympia. Nah, that's bollocks. Like, I'm sorry, like, we had the toughest, we had probably the toughest, our last qualifying game to actually get into the group stage was probably the toughest we could have had with the team. Both those sides deserve to be in the group stage. Espanyol is not easy, I'm sorry. They're a well known name in Spanish football. Olympiacos is, is again, not easy. Torino uh, is not an easy game. Torino, no, Torino is tough. Yeah. 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 Uh, we've barely had a pre season. We've since had three international breaks, no European football and barely any cup games. The similar slump the United and City suffered has been swept away by now. Inter are top four in Serie A. Le Sevilla are top four in La Liga. Lyon in La Liga won a second. We've, we've had a bad run and there's no doubt about that. And yeah. questions do have to be asked when you are poor consistently and we're asking the right questions. And you have to sort of say enough is enough at some point. But every now and again we are turning it on and it is... I- yeah. giving us a bit of faith in Nuno yes the recruitment's been poor I read that thread from HRH and he made so the points some of them are quite good but like Jack and whatever just debunked a few but it's mad that we're talking like this I know the wind's papered over some of the cracks but Nuno has been our best manager ever in our lifetime the fact that we can't give him a little bit of leeway after a yeah. run of a bad and, and, and this one this this stat right now is just coming to my head 
we are only four points worse off than last season right now. That is mental considering mm-hmm. how bad this season feels like it's been. Nuno has got to stay at least the end of the season. Obviously, we're not going to get relegated. If we did get relegated, then fair enough. Bye-bye. But let him have a full pre-season again, get his transfers and that in. If we, car- if we start off next season and we're poor and playing boring stuff again and starting to linger down the bottom again, okay, then we look look elsewhere. But for what he's done for us, he's got to have that opportunity to see out yeah. to at least the end of the season. It's mad. I, mad. I do think, totally Harry, eventually, eventually, if, he had, if we had consistently not had shots, not had good games, you would have been able to call it into question. But I thought the last performance was good. What we did at Chelsea away wasn't actually too bad. And then we turned it on against Southampton. But there are things that we've got to call into question and talk about because some of the football has not been acceptable. But you've got to just let it run its course. If we'd have gone poor consistently, lost Sampton in the cup, lost Sampton, not had a shot Sunday, it's a very different conversation to what we're now having now. I was going to say, what would it look like if we'd have lost to Southampton? But I'll just I'll leave you with this one because I think it's an absolute Bobby Dazzler of a part of this thread. Um, the players have total respect for him. Everyone has total respect for David Attenborough. Should he be in the dugout? <laughs> No, obviously, obviously not. Um, oh, God, he's let himself down with that last one. Yeah, um, so there you go. Um, that's that. Uh, right, OK, uh, we will leave that there for another week. hope you've enjoyed that. And we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. See you, everyone. Dan Bayliss. Goodbye, Wolves fans. And Jack Williams. Trarbit. And it's a goodbye from me, goodbye. The 77 Club. The Wolves podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Podcast Network.